Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have quite a bit to discuss tonight, man. So many things going on with the New York Jets, all right? Made some signings, Randall Cobb, Al Woods. We're also going to be discussing Jets rookie minicamps, all right? We've also had some rookies as well already signed uh, to get into the building, so that's always good to go, right? We're also going to be discussing Sella at a uh, press conference where he made some uh, some comments as well about the football team and discussed uh, Aaron Rodgers. We're going to be covering that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Quentin Williams and that deal because there's another guy that just signed today, and that member to keep Quentin Williams yearly continues to go up and up and up, all right? It just keeps going up, okay? <laughs> so we're going to discuss it all. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me show to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love thinking about what you people think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. iTunes, okay? I'm on iTunes, man. Come on over to iTunes. Type in at The Long Beach Joe Show. At The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Type that on in. And go ahead and follow the show. You know, subscribe to the podcast there. Leave me some feedback. Let me know what you folks think. All right. I want to thank everybody that does leave me a five-star rating. Drop some feedback. Let me know how they feel about what I'm doing over here on my show, man. I truly appreciate the feedback, and I value it. So please, continue to drop that. Your boy's also on Twitter as well, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter. All right. That's the show's page. My personal page is at YoungJ000. Okay. Go ahead and follow your boy, all right? Give me a follow. I'll follow you right back. Let's go back and forth, and we can talk. A lot of people talk to me about the Jets, you know what I'm saying? Some people just talk to me about life. I've been told I give great advice, all right? So if you want some great advice or if you want to talk about the Jets, go ahead. Hit up the page. Follow me. Let's go back and forth, okay? Now, uh, your boy is also on YouTube. For those of you that do not know, okay, YouTube is a great platform where we live stream the show. Yeah, we live stream it, okay? We have a lot of fun. I also post content up there as well. Salutes to all the savages in the chat, all right? Venom G's, Mr. Magic, Badger Dan, I see you. You want to know why I call my chat the savages? Because they're savage. I mean, they go at it, man. They go after it, okay? All right? <laughs> so listen here, man. We have a lot of fun over here. So come on over right to YouTube. All right? Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right? Subscribe to the platform. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. All right? So we have a lot of fun over here. We do a lot of great things. Also, Blog Talk Radio as well, everybody knows. I'm on there, too, Blog Talk Radio. I think it's backslash Long Beach Joe Show. Please, you know, follow me on Blog Talk Radio as well. However you listen to me, let me know. But especially, again, when you subscribe on YouTube, you get this, get the full experience. You get to go back and forth with the chav- savages, 
you know. You see me live, a lot of people say I look good live, you know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just a guy working with what I got. So uh, please get involved with your boy any way that you can across all platforms and everything. And uh, let's go back and forth and have a good conversation about, boy, oh, boy, do we have quite a bit to talk about, okay? The New York Jets signed some guys, okay, okay? Or they're expected to sign one, and one they signed as well. Now, news broke that Randall Cobb is expected to sign with the Jets. Now, the deal hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but it's expected that Randall Cobb is going to get a one-year deal with the New York Jets, okay? Phenomenal move, I think, for the Jets, me personally. We'll be discussing that tonight. Now, last season, Randall had 34 catches, 34, 417 yards and a TD with the Packers, all right? That was big, okay? That was, that was, that was, that was sol- a solid season for him. Again, he's an older guy, up in age. He's no longer like, you know, the same Randall Cobb that he used to be back in the day, all right? At one point in his career, he was one of those guys that the defense was constantly keying in on, right? Constantly looking for. But now he's kind of an older guy you know, in a role player mode. And the thing that I like the most about this, you know, signing that's expected to happen is that there's familiarity with Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett, okay? Now, keep in mind, with Aaron Rodgers, he played him with him for 10 seasons, okay? Not only that, but they're good friends on the field and off the field as well, connection when they're on the field, right? Aaron Rodgers completed 534 passes to Cobb. That's the second most he's thrown to a player in his career, okay? Now, there's a lot of people that was already going to jump off the, off, the, off the diving board straight into the pool of negativity, okay? And we already see it coming. <laughs> Salutes to all the savages. I see y'all, all right? GVH, I see you, Mr. Badger, everybody. All right, Venom, Badger, Dakota, everybody in there. We already know the negativity is coming, all right? The first thing a lot of people started to, to talk about, the naysayers, immediately was, oh, my God, Randall Cobb's coming to the Jets. Oh, my goodness. He's about to eat up all the targets for the young wide receivers. He's going to destroy the New York Jets uh, young wide receivers and their chemistry. Oh, he's going he's gonna to absolutely destroy the young receivers' growth and how things are happening. And all this stuff started to come up constantly, right? We started to hear that. Here's the deal. Again, Randall Cobb is an older wide receiver, okay? This guy is no spring chicken, but he's a guy that can come in here and give a solid contribution. He's not going to eat up all the targets. He's not going to do that. He's not going to, you know, uh, completely remove Garrett Wilson from the offense, okay? That's not what he's going to do here. He isn't come, he's not going to come here to just eat up a bunch of snaps and be, do all those things. No. He's coming in here to be that fourth, fifth, you know, string wide receiver within the offense and to be the guy that contributes within the slot. And here's the deal about that, though. There's a tremendous amount of value, right, on the field because I think you're going to get solid production out of him. But also what you're going to get out of him is a guy that understands the offense on a level that the guys that we have outside of maybe Alan Lazard, right, don't understand the offense yet. Of course, because we just brought in Nathaniel Hackett. They're going to have similar concepts, you know, that they ran with Mike LaFleur, but Nathaniel Hackett has some things that he's going to bring to the table as well that are not going to be the same. They've already talked about it. There are going to be some ticks. There's going to be some different calls. There's going to be a different kind of way that they run 
right, this Shanahan offense. There's going to be a different kind of way that they run, you know, these, these schemes and concepts, just a little bit, okay, just a little bit. So with that in there, then guess what? You're going to have to account for that with a guy that's going to be able to come in, not only have familiarity with Aaron Rodgers, he understands what Aaron Rodgers wants, he understands, you know, what, what, what to look for from his side of the, the, the coin as well, but he's also going to be able to help these guys that are here, your Garrett Wilsons, your Nicole Hartmans as well, a guy who's going to be running that Randall Cobb-esque kind of role within our offense. He's going to be able to help teach those guys what exactly they need to be doing within the offense and what to expect from Aaron Rodgers. Because not only is he there as a wide receiver, but he's been in this, in this situation. He's going to be able to tell these guys what it is. Now, again, on board, we have Alan Lazard. Of course, we got Aaron Rodgers, Tim Boyle, Billy Turner, Randall Cobb. These are all guys that, you know, have been in that Packers tree, also have a lot of familiarity with Aaron Rodgers. But you got the media also bashing that as well, right? Now Aaron Rodgers is taking over everything. Now we're the, the New York Packers, and things are all, it's, it's all going bad, and Aaron Rodgers is going to destroy this team, and they're just bringing in guys that know Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not true, all right? Yeah, we brought in some guys, Tim Boyd. These guys have familiarity within the offense. You also got to think that Daniel Hackett is here. There's guys that he wants to bring along. You know, these are guys that he signed off as well to bring into the Jets facility to help them continue to grow and push forward. Lazard was a guy that I was hyped about. He's one of the better wide receivers in this free agency class, and we were all hyped about because of what he brings to the New York Jets, right? Then you got Boyle, a backup that's going to help us. Again, we all know. Zach Wilson isn't necessarily ready, right? He's also a guy that needs some time on that bench to really learn the game from that perspective. That's going to help Zach Wilson. Billy Turner, great offensive line depth. Again, he's a guy that knows the system as well. You know, why can't this be done? What is the problem with bringing in some guys? It's not going to destroy the New York Jets. But what's crazy about this and how this narrative is being spun, and we'll get to our, our guest in just a second, what's crazy about this narrative that's being spun is that People are acting like this hasn't been done anywhere else in the NFL before. I remember Peyton Manning leaving the Colts, going to the Broncos, and bringing Brandon Stokely and Jacob Tammy with him. And I remember when that happened, people were over the moon about it. People were excited. People were screaming, yeah, he's feeling familiarity with the offense, and he's bringing in his guys, and they're going to get things rolling, and rah, rah, rah. And there was no problem with that. But when the Jets do it, when Aaron Rodgers is brought in and he decides or, or he's talking to guys and there's this whole myth of a, a wish list being thrown out there, which has been proven to be nonsense, right? When you got Nathaniel Hackett that wants to bring in guys and say, hey, this is a guy I'd like to continue to bring in here with the offense and he can help these guys grow and things can move around. Even Robert Sulla today called that wish list just a silly nonsense, right? When the Jets do it, it's a problem. When Brady decides that he wants to bring in Gronkowski, right, and Gronk follows him to the Tampa Bay Bucks, oh, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. There's no problem there, right? Like, come on. Come on. There's no issues with this whatsoever. It's a move. I like him being brought in again. He's not going to kill any of the growth or the maturity of our young wide receivers. And I like this signing, this expected signing. It's not done yet. And I like what, it, what he's going to be able to bring to the table. So we'll continue to talk about this in a second. Salutes to all of the callers. We'll get to you guys in a second. Okay, salutes to everybody in the chat as well, all the savages. 
JW, I see you. He says the media hates the Jets, period. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I'll tell you what. Everyone knows that I am a big Jets fan. And not just that. I'm a Jets fan that grew up on the West Coast, right? And one of the things that I love to do on this show is connect with Jets fans that are around the world, all right? That's what I'm all about. And tonight, we're going to have a special guest come on. We're going to have Mr. John Bradley is going to come on and talk to us tonight. He's from the East of Scotland Fan Club. He's going to talk to us about his experience abroad and what it's like to be a Jets fan outside of the States. John, I want to welcome you to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you feeling tonight? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Uh, It's approximately 12 a.m. here in Scotland, so uh, it's a late one for us. Okay, (laughs) and again, thank you for calling in. Like you said, yeah, the time difference is there. Everything is moving and shaking. Listen, John, I want to talk to you about being a Jets fan, and I want to get your thoughts about – your situation there. Can you start off by telling us how you became a Jet fan? What made you want to put on that green and white jersey and rep this team? Yeah, I think it was around 2010 I first started following the Jets. Uh, It was part of a visit of coming over to New York, and obviously New York's dominated by a lot of sports teams. uh, And I was just getting into football as such. So there was two options, the Giants and the Jets. And there was just something about the Jets that I liked. It it was a good time to start following them because it was a Rex Ryan area. So we, we were close on getting back to the promised land of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but that's my experience of uh, how I started to follow them. It's been a it's been a long hard slog since then. <laughs> we we've had yeah, we, yeah. we've had we've had good times uh, yeah. at, at points, but we've ha- we've had no one to just take us over that line back to the promised land. As we'll get on to later, uh, that that Super Bowl trophy is looking awful lonely. And it was a long time ago before I was even born. So, uh, and imagine most of the listeners were probably not born either. So, Yeah. Oh, listen, John, you are talking facts. It has been rough. Now, those two, those two AFC championships back-to-back with Rex Ryan was amazing. But it's been a long, hard road since then. Like you talked about as well, Adam Gaze, those years were terrible. Mike McCagney being our, our general manager, a lot of the jacked up stuff he did. Oh, man, listen, I, we could talk about that. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I want to continue to discuss you and your fan club and all the great things that you're doing. Can you talk about how your fan club came about and where do you guys hang out? Do you guys watch games together? What do you do? Yeah, so the, the fan club uh, actually just came about about a year ago, to be honest. Uh, the fan club came about from we, me and my my friend uh, David O'Rourke uh, just had this idea of creating a fan club just for East Bay, East of Scotland 
Jets-based Jets fans, uh, it's not exclusively just to that area. We're we're welcome to any Jets fans in in Scotland at all. Uh, We Mm -hmm. also connect up with uh, another group called uh, Gangrene UK. Uh, Mm. So we mostly just watch the games at home. Uh, It's not... We've not got the, the same same kind of experiences you do over in the States of because of the time difference. There's not a lot of bars that, that show the game over here at the moment. Mm. Uh, we, myself and uh, David, we kind of stay a little bit outside the, the city, so it's not as easy to get into bars as it would be over in the States to, to, to mm-hmm. watch a game. So we just watch at, at home. We we communicate uh, over social media on, on the plays and how we think mm-hmm. the games are going. So Yeah, listen, I hear you. It is tough, like you said as well, with the time difference. I could, I could really see. But what is the experience like when the games are there? Because they do have – you know, teams, and again, we've seen the Jets go over there as well and play overseas. Do you, have you ever intended, attended any of the Jets games when they've been able to go overseas yeah. and play live there? Yeah, the I was there for the the 2015 visit of the, the, of the Dolphins and the Jets, uh, and it was the first uh, divisional game outside of the U.S. as well. So it was quite a, a big occasion. And I was also there in 2021 when we mm-hmm. uh, played the Falcons as well. The, from my experience, the the game in 2021, the the whole of London was just buzzing with excitement for the for the Jets as an NFL fan. Anyway, mm-hmm. there were. Uh, it maybe maybe didn't show in in the pictures of the stadium, but the the Falcons fans was outnumbered at, at least ten to one by Jets fans. Yeah, uh, and the the stadium atmosphere as such, it how most people describe it is it's a bit like a Super Bowl. Uh, all teams yeah. are represented. When you you go to the games, uh, we are trying to work with like the, the other fan groups within the UK to try and congregate or in one section so we can authenticate more of a, a home experience, home game experience. Yeah. If it is a, a home game for for the Jets, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That that but, that. That's that's what it's about, you know, getting loud when the team shows up and getting fired up. And especially over there, like, I, I and it's crazy, a lot of people from overseas listen to me. I'm always shocked. But just going back and forth, the fan base over there is so passionate. They're rabid about the football team, like you said as well. There's a lot of people, a lot of Jets fans over there that are excited about the football team and what we're doing. But I want to get your thoughts on this as well, John. What is it like being a Jets fan in your local area? Do you ever have to deal with, like, crazy – because I deal with a lot of crazy Raiders fans and Chargers fans and 
San Francisco 49er fans where I'm at because I'm on the west coast of the United States. But what is it like around you? Are there any kind of like Raiders fans or any crazy fans that try to give you some guff about wanting to represent the New York Jets and, and, and loving the team? Yeah, you, I, I don't think it matters where you are in the world. Everyone will, also, will always say, why the Jets? But why not the Jets? But times are changing, and I think last season proved that we aren't the same old Jets anymore. We're, mm-hmm. we're in this period of uh, maybe maybe not this season as such. We'll, we, we'll be in the, the Super Bowl, but I would like to see us in the playoffs. But going back to your point about uh, getting grief off of other fans, we're mostly got bandwagon fans here of... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> In recent years, it's been Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We we do have uh, there's a quite an influx of uh, 49ers and Packers fans round about where I stay. So uh, I don't get too much grief off of them recently. Okay. So okay, yeah. That, listen, that that's good as long as you're out there. Like I said, I. I get some 49ers fans chirping at me often, and I tell them, you know what, listen, we got Aaron Rodgers, baby. We're on our way, okay? Don't you worry about that. Now I want to talk to you about that next because, uh, you know, we've discussed quite a bit about your fan club, but I want to talk about this team with you. When you look at what the New York Jets have done this offseason, I think the crown jewel for us, right, was we have Aaron Rodgers. It's on board. The trade is done. He is here. He's in green. He's at the voluntary workouts. He's throwing the guys. What are your thoughts? on the impact Aaron Rodgers will have with the Jets. How hyped are you about us being able to acquire this Hall of Fame quarterback? I'm so hyped. I'm just so excited to, to see what he can do with, with the, the pieces we've already got in place. Uh, the, the pieces that he's brought in as well uh, is excellent as well. In my just in my opinion, I think he's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Uh, Bra- oh, okay. Brady's got more. Yeah. Brady's got more rings than him, so mm-hmm. he's more successful than uh, Rogers. But overall, I think he's a better quarterback than Brady. Uh, I, I just see a good. We we should be contending for the playoffs at at the least this year, if not yeah. no, in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, the, that, that's the talent is there. I, th- I, think the Jets, yeah, I think the Jets can absolutely make a run here. We have a championship defense. We we saw last season, right, we were able, I think, to win like seven games basically with next to no quarterback play very up and down, especially with Zach Wilson being as bad as he was early. And we still had a chance to make the playoffs down the stretch. Now you look at here, yeah. we got Aaron Rodgers in the building. We got a defense that can lock things down. We got Aaron Rodgers going to be able to utilize our offensive weapons. Man, we should be lighting things up next season. I can see the Jets really making a run. Now, one of the vital parts to that, too, is making that run is some of the talent that I think we got out of this year's draft, right? We took Will McDonald in the first, Joe Tittman in the second. We got some other steals down the, down the board as well. My final question for you, what are your thoughts about the New York Jets draft, and what player are you the most excited for out of the draft? The 
So there's two players I really like out out the draft is uh, is a uh, Barnes uh, Converse. I think he's an excellent uh, Bernard Converse. Sorry, uh, I think yeah. he's an excellent pickup. He um, mm-hmm. he he won't slot into the team straight away. I, I don't see that happening. But uh, he missed the the combine. And if if he happened to take part in the combine, he would have probably went easily early uh, in the first round. He was a, a first round mm. prospect, and uh, if you look at the the RSA scores, uh, he would have came out top in in most of them. So uh, yeah. he's he, he's my top pick. Uh, second okay. one. Would be uh, Zach Kuntz. Uh, I think he's okay. uh, potentially a Gronk type player uh, with with his size and his build. He 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 can do the things that we've seen uh, Brady with Gronk in uh, New England and in Tampa. I think we we can yeah. see that kind of play uh, emerging from him. Uh, CJ and Conklin out of contract next season, that that kind of draft pick makes sense as well. So yeah, but no, I think the, the I think the, on on you go go ahead yeah go ahead finish up uh, ahead. yeah uh, the the running back from uh, Pitt is another good pickup as well. Uh, yeah, is he? I think yeah. he. Uh, I, I see a role kind of the same as what the Browns have with uh, uh, Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, like that one-two yeah. punch. I, yeah, I see that him, kind him of... And, yeah, Brees him, Hall. Him, and, him, Brees Hall, and Michael Carter. Uh, yeah, I could see that again. And Izzy, I'm telling you, he's great. Coming out the backfield, catching the football as well, there's some things he's got to improve on. But to you, what you spoke on as well, I talked about that. You know, after the draft as well, I really like the kid's speed. He's a one-cut guy. He can take off and go. Uh, he's got some movement to him for sure. Uh, there's some things he's got to clean up, especially like his route tree. But, again, all that stuff gets worked on in the NFL, and I'm excited to have him here as well. Listen, John, before I let you go, man, this has been a phenomenal talk with you. And Again, I want to thank you for giving us some time. I know it's late over there, and you've been able to call in and really share your takes about your experience there you know, in the east of Scotland and everything you folks have set up over there, can you please give my audience every way that they can get in contact with your fan club and, you know, just give them all your social media? Yeah, the the best place to uh, contact us on is uh, on Twitter and uh, we're, uh, it's mostly myself who runs that page with uh, some help from uh, David as well. Uh, the it, it's just uh, east of Scotland Jets, uh, mm-hmm. and you'll find us on there. Uh, we we do have a Facebook page, but it's not as uh, active as the the Twitter group. So, okay, okay. Listen, listen, John. This has been phenomenal. I want to thank you for calling in. Man, we're going to continue to chop it up. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Thank you. All right, you have a good one.
That was John Bradley, okay, one of the guys that runs that East of Scotland fan club. Guys overseas doing their thing, taking care of business. Listen, I'm hyped, man. We're going to continue to do these fan club interactions, you know, continuing on through, uh, you know, throughout this offseason, man. I really enjoy this, especially, like, a lot of the overseas guys. I keep talking about it. Those guys, man, are rabid. They're big-time fans. And I want to get their voice heard as well. And, it was, again, it was phenomenal to speak to Mr. Bradley. Now, we're going to get to the callers in a second. Oh, Chris, hopefully you call back in. Jake, we see you. Steve, other new callers as well. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're just quickly going to go through the rest of the news very fast here because I want to get to these lines and get you all thoughts. We're going to just, we got quite a bit to talk about. The New York Jets have also signed Al Woods as well. 36-year-old defensive tackle. He's a former Seahawk. This was a great move as well, I think, for the New York Jets. He's a run-stuffing guy. Going to be able to put him alongside Quentin Williams whenever we get him re-signed, right? <laughs> whenever we get him re-signed. All right, we're going to be discussing a little bit about that tonight as well. It's going to be uh, that number's going north and north and north, all right? We all know we lost Sheldon Rankins. We lost Shepard as well. We did bring in Quentin Jefferson. Of course, we got Thomas as well back there. The Jets have got to, you know, figure out some way to get Quentin Williams back and get that extension done. But Al Woods is being brought in. This is a guy that can definitely, uh, you know, stuff up the middle. He can eat up a lot of offensive linemen, and I think that this was a quality signing. Keep in mind that him and Quentin, uh, him and Quentin Jefferson, excuse me, uh, were teammates uh, last season. So I'm excited about that, excited about that move. Again, we have some rookie signings as well. Um, you know, Jarek Bernard Converse, the six-round pick, he signed his rookie contract. I think he was the first guy that did it. Uh, Then you also got as well uh, Izzy, also signed his rookie contract too, that running back out of pit. I think he gets like a four-year, $4.2 million uh, deal here. So I'm excited about, you know, these two young guys getting their deal done early and getting into the building. The Jets also have some undrafted free agent signings as well. I think it's like 13 at this point. It might be more the, the, the... the names are going to continue to roll in, but as of right now, uh, Deslin Alexander, Jason Brownlee, uh, Claude and Sheraldis, uh, Trey Dean, Travis Dye, Xavier Gibson, uh, you know, all these guys are, are rolling in. Malik Hall, Jenkins, Caleb Johnson, Britt Lang, uh, you know, just so many guys. Derek Langfield, you know, TJ Luther, Garner Webb. Uh, you know, Marquise Waters, so many guys that are going to be coming up as well, but those are the guys that we have in now. And, of course, Sulla as well talked today in a presser, talked about Aaron Rodgers, how vocal he was, or how vocal he is, excuse me, how much of a great leader that he is already showing himself to be so far, which he's destroyed a lot of narratives, you know. And this is just me talking about this. Aaron Rodgers has destroyed so many negative narratives that were put out there in the, uh, from the media right, against him when we were trying to acquire him. I remember people saying he was selfish, he was a, he was a, a me guy, he's going to destroy these young guys, he's not going to show up, he's not a hard worker, he's not, all of that has been put to bed so far. His words, his actions follow his words, and we're seeing it. Shows up to camp, uh, comes in with the voluntary stuff, didn't have to do that, did it anyway, right? Off the bat, he's talking about working with these young guys, you know, getting himself into a situation where he becomes, you know, a factor, you know, offensively, right? Make sure the offense becomes a factor immediately under him. He also talks about team building stuff, making sure that he, you know, kind of pours himself into these other guys' lives. A lot of the things that he said, right, 
he's doing. All right. And he didn't have to come out for the voluntary stuff that he did. He could have big time this. It's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's out here working, but that shows you why he's a Hall of Famer. He's constantly working. You don't get there by just sitting on your bupkis doing nothing. All right. So we he spoke of quite a bit of things about that. And again, this Quentin Williams deal, it's going north and north and north. We're starting to see these numbers. Dexter Lawrence already reached an agreement today on a four year ninety million dollar extension, including sixty million in guarantees. I think this makes him like the third highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Let me tell you something. The longer the Jets allow this stuff to string out, the more you're going to have to pay Quentin Williams. Justin Simmons is getting money, okay? <laughs> He's getting paid. Of course, uh, the Aaron Donald stuff, that's, that's a little way too high. But let me tell you something. That $25, 26000000 million per year is starting to look a, a lot more likely all right, to bring in Quentin Williams. So, Listen, we've got to get to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, salute to John Bradley, East of Scotland Fan Club. Calling in. Please get involved with those people any way that you can across their social media. All right. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, when you call in tonight, please make sure that you're patient. We're going to get to everybody. Make sure that your phone is good to go. All right. No crazy headsets, something that you just – found in the trash and you decide to call in because it was cheap, all right, please make sure your background is clear of noise, no Home Depot headsets that you found in their garbage. I don't want that, all right? Also, for my new callers, please make sure you do not curse on my platform, all right? I do not allow cursing on my show. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, all right? Fast we got Adam Gaze out here. Get out I'm so glad that he is gone, man. Oh, just talking about just bringing up Adam Gaze earlier, speaking about John. This, this is a we've come a long way. All right, we're gonna flush Adam Gaze. <laughs> He's flushed, man. He's flushed. We're gonna get to these lines five one five six zero two. 969-515-602-969 is the number call in. <laughs> Jack Kenna asked me, how, what do I rate the New York Jets uh, draft? I give them a B plus. Okay, I really like the draft like what we did. We addressed, um, you know, the offensive line with Tittman, and we also got uh, McDonald. I thought we got some steals as well later. Izzy being one of them. I really like that pickup of, you know, the running back in the later rounds. It was a good move. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, when you call in, be patient. We will get to everyone. First caller I'm going to is Jake. We're coming directly to Jake. Again, please be patient, Ted, Steve, other callers as well. For those of you that do not know, okay, if you don't know that man, Jake, he's a savage. <laughs> Listen, Jake, we've got a lot to discuss, man. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets signing Al Woods? And they're also expected to sign Randall Cobb as well. How are you feeling about those, man? Oh, Joe, happy Friday to you. A uh, little short call on Tuesday. I hope you had a hot date or something. But that turned out well. So just You called in first. at the end of the show, Jake. You called in at the end of the show. It's a two-hour show. All right? You called in a little bit later. So we were moving and shaking, man. You're moving and shaking at that time. Go ahead. Give me your thoughts. 
I'm a busy guy, man. I got I gotta save people. That's what I do today. But uh anyway, so um let's kick off this for happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope no one's drinking and driving. Don't do that tonight. But yep. um Yep, don't Yeah, so um yeah, please don't do that. Work, there we go. Um so look, I think the signings were what I expect. listen, Randall Cobb was inevitable. I mean you mm. I mean, let's not forget um Roger stayed in Green Bay a year or so ago because of Randall Cobb. That was a big part of it. So, you know, they're just they're a, they're a married you know uh, team package together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Al Woods, look, they're they're stacking up the defensive line, man. Look, when when is getting he's going to get signed? When he's getting signed, mm-hmm. if Rogers uh, manipulate uh, moving his money around and trying to put the money in certain places to help the team. Hey, does that sound like a quarterback to someone? To, oh yeah, that's right. Tom Brady did that for all the years in New England mm. and in Tampa. So let's not forget that. So mm-hmm. he's clearly thinking about – so anyone who still thinks that he's not about this team right now, um, you don't need the Rangers and Knicks games to tell you that. That's the kind of stuff that tell you he's in the long haul for this. So that's going to really mm-hmm. help open up the cap for, and get these guys in here, which they did. Um, yeah, look, I think we need the things up the interior. You know, linebacker, uh, I mean, look, I mean, they're bringing back. The second the draft was over, I was like, I said, they're bringing Quan's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, man, I, I I really wish they had drafted Nolan Smith, man. I really thought that was going to be like our Fred Warner kind of answer. Yeah. And I know we got McDonald's. And I, I just I just want to kind of hype. I just want to elaborate a little bit more on this since we didn't talk much about it on Tuesday. Yeah, look, talk I to think us about McDonald's the was a good – yeah, look, I think, I think McDonald's was a good pick. Sorry, we got a lot of uh, single de Mayo people out here. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so look, I, I think McDonald is a good pick. I think it's nice to have a rotational guy, but at the end of the day, it's like we've got to think about our future at linebacker beyond just like someone mm-hmm. at the edge, because the middle at yeah. some point, you know, Mosley is going to be gone. Quan's not going to be coming back all the time. So I just think that they really just they really have not addressed this and. I think at some point, like when it comes to handling the run defense, I think that's going to still be a problem because New England's still mm-hmm. going to do that. You know they're going to do it as they did it twice against us this past year, regardless of having the same guys coming back. So mm-hmm. I just I I just yeah. really think they're Listen. not set at I just don't think they're set. I just don't think they're set in linebacker. I don't. I'm not comfortable with it even that yeah. whole yet. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I hear what you're saying. Right. Every team has holes. This is the way I look at it. Every team in the NFL has holes, though, right? Every team. Now, I understand the linebacker talk. Again, C.J. Mosley's here. Quincy Williams, who we just, you know, got back as well in the deal we re-signed him. He's going to be locked in for the next couple of years. I do understand that, right? But they, they also drafted Zaire Barnes. We'll see where he's going to fit. He's a good scheme fit, but we'll see where he fits within the defense. But you're hoping to see Nasrul Dean, maybe Sherwood, take a step forward this upcoming season. But what we also see as well is we see Sella – Play around with that safety look from time to time as well. He'll bring a safety down and put him in a linebacker position. We've seen that. Guys move and shift around. So maybe he'll do some of that as well too. But linebacker is a question. But if they can get Quan Alexander back, which I think they will to this point, he's still a free agent. Again, things are moving and shaking, right? He could just sign right now while we're live. But to this point, uh, he's still a free agent. And I think that they'll bring him back and get that done. And I think our linebacker core will be solid. But one of the things that I really like about one of these recent signings, you, brought, you spoke about Randall Cobb, but Al Woods, I think, also filled a need, too. He's, a, he's definitely what we needed as far as along our defensive line depth because there were some holes there. You talked about the running game. I think a lot of people are going to try to run into this this year. I don't think it's going to be effective, though, especially when we get Quentin Williams back and under you know, contract with the extension. I know you talked about getting Quentin Williams signed, 
But I want to get your thoughts on this, man. When you look at what Lawrence signed for today, I think he's got like $60 million in guarantees. I think it's $90 million overall, $90 million, $60 million in guarantees. This number continues to go up and up and up, man. Do you think the New York Jets are making a mistake by allowing this situation to continue to drag on without making sure that, William, uh, making sure that Quinn Williams is signed and it's a done deal? Because the longer you wait, the more that the number is going to go up. There's rumors about other D tackles that are supposed to be signing extensions soon as well, that could push that number up even more. Is this a big concern for you? R-E-L-A-X. Nope. We're good. Okay. We're good. Joe Douglas knows how to ha- – look, he knows how to handle the cap, man. Okay. He knows not to overpay. He- when has he ever overpaid for somebody? Nobody. Mm-hmm. He has not overpaid for a single player that got in here. The only thing he maybe overpaid mm-hmm. on was the first-round pick for the Rodgers trade. But you know what? You're seeing all the news about him, like, blending with the players and voluntary workouts. I think we're kind of starting to see why, like, yeah, it's just kind of worth giving up the first-round pick to have that kind of camaraderie now than trying to do it during camp. I still think it would have been fine. I think it would have been still fine, but whatever. If, if this puts everything at ease for everybody, fine. But, but my point is Joe Douglas really has never going to uh, be put in a situation to have to overpay. And I, there's, there's a plan, man. There's been a plan about this. It was the draft, getting Rodgers set. Um, and now Quinnen's going to be the next step. He'll be, he'll be signed. I will tell you the latest. He'll be signed, like, the day before training camp. And I'm completely fine with okay. that. I don't care about okay. many yeah, camps. This is fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. And, again, uh, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to, get, uh, supposed to rework his contract as well. They're talking about him possibly going to rework contract before training camp. Now, before I let you go, Greg, because – We've gone back and forth, and you're moving and shaking right now. We're hearing horns beeping, beeping and things happening in your background. Before I let Manhattan, you go, man, give me this your is, thoughts. This is our city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. This is you got a crazy background. Listen, before I let you go, give me your thoughts on what is there a player from the draft, right, that you feel could challenge a, a veteran for a starting spot. What what player from this recent draft class do you think will be possibly be able to steal a starting spot from a veteran on this team? Well, I think the easiest answer, I mean, I think it's pretty simple, is Tippmann. I mean, Conor McGovern's mm-hmm. not getting paid much, and I don't think he was really an inspiring hire when they brought him back, Seth, at all. Um, if you want mm-hmm. to use a technical answer, I guess you can say, like, I'm just going to call him Abracadabra, like Abracanard or whatever his name is, Abracadabra. I think he'll probably take uh, – he could take Michael Carter's job. I mean, I don't think wow, it's a crazy okay. thought to say that. I mean, you don't, I mean, you don't bring him in. Okay. Listen, I think they were clearly high on Bam Knight after last year. Like, he went – like, James Robinson was obviously bad. But I, mm. I, I just think Michael Carter's job's a little in trouble. I was obviously a little worried about Brees Hall. I mean, I think his recovery should be fine at this point based on how a, a generic ACL tear would be. But – you know, I got a slightly bit nervous, but I, I, I think that's going to be fine. But I think it's Michael Carter. I think Michael Carter really, okay. really, really is going to have to work for it because they, they wouldn't just – J.D. keeps drafting running backs, but I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Listen, he's saying Izzy – there's a lot of people already talk about that in the last show. They're saying Izzy can steal a spot. We'll see. Listen, Jake, I got to slide off. I got other callers, man. You stay safe out there. You got people honking at you, going crazy. Don't get in the street, man. I know Manhattan, it can get kind of crazy out there. People get rude, especially flying around in New York. There's a lot of people that just do a bunch of crazy stuff. But I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, all right? I live for this, Joe. This is my home, all right? Have a good night. I can tell. All right, you have a good one. Man, y'all got to stay out these streets, man. People in New York, they be having problems, all right? They be going crazy. 
I don't know what's happening out there. People in New York are crazy, behind the wheel and not behind the wheel. No disrespect. I love everybody from New York. You know, I got a lot of friends and family out there, but they be doing some crazy stuff out there, bumping into each other when they walk into each other. They call it what the, the New York shoulder bump, and they be rude, too. Push each other out the way. Just wild. It's wild out there, all right? So be safe. Again, happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody as well. Where are my matters? Salute to everybody. I hope everybody, again, stay safe. Stay safe out there. We're going to keep getting to these calls. 515 602 515 is the number. Call in next. I'm going to Ted. I'm coming directly to Ted, Jack, Steve, other callers as well. Hold on. For those of you that do not know, that man, Ted, he is a savage. Savage. Salutes to you, Ted. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Good evening, Ted. How are you feeling about the signing of Randall Cobb, man? What are your thoughts on this? Hey, Joe. I actually escaped from a very loud single de mile party to call you. I haven't heard the first part of the show, so I'm just going to wing it from here. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I would say, you know, I'm not I'm not super excited. I guess it's good to have depth. So mm-hmm. and it's. You know, the familiarity with uh, the system. It's good to have him to be able to teach the – maybe maybe they, he can teach Denzel Mims how to run routes now that I think about it. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe he can teach no. Corey Davis to catch. How about that? Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> no. I don't know, Joe. I, I think any time you had a player like that with a, with a you know, pedigree – I'm I'm cool with that, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. You know, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about this situation? Now, I talked a little bit about uh-huh. it earlier, him being able to help a lot of the young guys, right, um, learn the offense and how to do things correctly. And Denzel Mims True. is one of the guys that immediately came to my mind when I saw yep. the signing of Randall Cobb. Because for yep. I'm telling you, and everybody's talked about it, all of us, we've talked about this constantly, even last season or the season before that when he wasn't used – and last season, he wasn't utilized much in the offense as much either, right? Everybody yep. says, listen, Denzel Mims has the athletic ability to be a star in this league. He could be one of the top wide receivers, real talk. He could be one of the better wide receivers in this league. But it seems like the only thing keeping Denzel Mims from breaking that plane and just becoming that guy is the upstairs stuff. Mm. It's the playbook. It's the knowing where you're supposed to be. It's the, it's the type of routes and how just the awareness of all, everything on that field. If it was just if, – if playing wide receivers based strictly off of athleticism, Denzel Mills would be out mm-hmm. of this world. But it's mm-hmm. the, the stuff upstairs. Even the, even the coaching staff has said that as well. Remember, we're not going to put yep. him on the field until he fully understands where he needs to be at all positions. And that's been the knock on him. And I think that Randall Cobb could be the guy that can come in here and help him do that. I mean, I think that Randall Cobb could be a, a veteran guy that can come in here and really help a lot of these guys get to the next level because, like we've talked about in the past, this is a, you know, a new offense. With a, it's the same offense and concept, but with a bit of a different tick. We have a new offensive mm. coordinator with Nathaniel Hackett being brought in here. Cobb knows the offense through and through, Right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers knows the offense through and through. Mm-hmm. Lazard knows the offense through and through. So when you have these guys surrounding you, a guy like Denzel Williams, how can you lose? 
What are your thoughts on that, Ted? Let me let me say this, Joe. All true, all true. But let me say this. Um, this is a direct reflection on Mike Lafleur and Zach, and Zach's locking mm. down on Garrett. Garrett, uh, because maybe, I mean, he was so jittery that uh, mm. uh, our quarterback was so jittery. I don't know if he ever let anything develop. You know, maybe. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna need some time to get on the deep routes. Our offensive line wasn't great. Um, I really think if you have somebody like Rogers who knows what he's doing, where he's going, it's gonna help. It's gonna help. Uh, it's gonna help Mims. Maybe with yeah. his potential, if if he hasn't yet, I don't know. Maybe he'll mm-hmm. just be an average receiver. But you might be right, Joe. It, it, he can learn how to receiver is a craft. You know, you have to know how yeah. to block. You have to know how to catch. You know how to. You can't false start like Corey Davis, though. You got to stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, and holding, offensive <laughs> holding, whatever he was doing, dropping balls. But uh, yeah. Let me say this too, Joe. Joe, another thing too is, you know, Zach Wilson wasn't the most accurate either. I mean, yeah. Not only did he lock down on Garrett, all his his throws were not perfect. Mm-hmm. Rogers is going to take it to another level, especially with that offensive coordinator. Go ahead, Jim. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, yep. you, you're talking facts, and you kind of – you brought up Corey Davis. <clears throat> Excuse me. You brought up Corey Davis, mm-hmm. and it's interesting mm-hmm. because everyone has been speculating that Corey Davis was going to be gone, right? Ever mm-hmm. since the season ended, it's been – Corey Davis is finished. He's cut. He's gone. He's out of here. There are people saying that – reported that he even <clears throat> was – talking about, hey, you know, basically saying his farewells almost at the end of the season. Well, there was a recent discussion, a press conference with uh, Sulla, and they asked him about Corey Davis, and he says that Corey Davis is going to be on the roster. Mm. And that's that. (laughs) He's going to be on the roster. I want you to give me your thoughts about how everybody pretty much, you know, wrote Corey Davis off, and he's going to be here per the head coach of the New York Jets. What are your thoughts about Corey Davis being a weapon this upcoming season in the New York Jets offense with Nathaniel Hackett as the uh, offensive coordinator now. Well, like I said, maybe uh, the the accuracy that Aaron Rodgers has and the type of offense that the Packers ran with Hackett, it will unleash Corey um, mm. if Corey can catch. <laughs> I keep bringing him up to go back to that. Corey yeah. is just a little inconsistent, yeah. but, you know, it, it, I got I to gotta say this, Joe. If you know your quarterback is bad, I don't care what level you're at. Maybe maybe they just yeah. – not that there's no effort, but at some point you've got to be like, man, we can't do anything. You know, it's it got to be demoralizing. Yeah. I don't care if you're a yeah. pro or, or whatever. I mean, it's, your, your, your level of play has to, has to tick down a little, except maybe for Garrett Wilson. But, yeah. um, but you, human nature yeah. – I would imagine these guys yeah. are kind of like, you know, we're not, we can't do anything on this with this kind of quarterback. So no, go ahead, you John. know what's crazy? You know, you know what's crazy, Ted? We saw that though. We saw that in the Jaguars game. We saw when Zach Wilson was out there, the entire team just looked like they didn't give a crap about anything. Like they knew we were going to lose that game, and they were playing like, oh, we don't care. And what's crazy yes, is once he was moved, removed from the game, I believe it was like into the third quarter. They said, you know what, that's it. Yeah. We're pulling Zach, and they put, uh, yeah. they, they put our, 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 our third-string quarterback in. We saw the team pop alive almost. 
Strebler. right? He was running around making Strebler. moves. Yeah, Strebler. He was running around making moves yep. with his feet and making plays. And oh, yeah. He had more he had more yardage as far offensive. It just when the time that he started, then we had it all game with Zach Wilson, right? And yep. so we was moving and yep. taking. You saw the defense kind of come alive. Now we lost that game, but there was a, there was a, a spark of energy, and that's when you knew that Zach was done. Because I think after that was the second time that they deactivated, benched him, and he was back to the reset. So, yep, maybe again we'll see a reemergence again. Corey Davis, if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy and he can catch the ball. I'm telling you, Corey Davis could be a big factor in this offense. It's just surprising to me because mm-hmm. I thought with Lazard coming on board that he was a goner for sure. Now, mm-hmm. moving forward, you got Al Woods in the building, man. Shiner Jets, Shiner defensive tackle, former Seahawk. Give me your thoughts on yep. this signing, man. How do you feel about it? I love it, Joe. I love that kind of I love that kind of veteran, but especially a big, you know, a guy to clog up the running lanes. You know, to double, take a double team, and I mean, who are you going to block if you got two of these edge guys coming out, coming on for the quarterback, and you have a guy in the middle just to take the double team, and you got Quinnen hopefully with his new contract sooner or later, you know, doing mm-hmm. his thing. Um, you need, you need, you need a big run stuffer. I think we missed that last year. You know, that's the mm-hmm. kind of guy you need. You need a veteran who knows how to win with a young core. But you need a, 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 a guy to clog the middle and take the double team. Mm. I mean, you have to have that kind of, especially in the cold weather when these guys, they have to run the ball when it gets colder. And you have the mobile quarterback like uh, Josh Allen, who's going to run, you know, as much as a running back. Um, not to say that Al Woods is going to catch him, but at least he can take up space in the middle and occupy some blockers. Yeah. So oh, yeah. very important signing, Joe, on several levels. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Joe. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're talking about – this is my final question, man, because you've been bringing the heat. Sure. Quentin Williams, you're talking about this deal, hopefully whenever he gets oh. extended. Man, listen, <laughs> Dexter Dexter Lawrence just signed a deal today. Yeah. All right. Signed by him. Six, nine, $90 million extension, including $60 million guaranteed. This number keeps going yeah. up and up and up, right? We yeah. saw Simmons yeah. sign a deal as well. I think he got uh, 23.5, I think it was. Um, yeah, 23.5. We saw Payne as well get a deal, 22.5. To me, this number with Quentin mm-hmm. Williams continues to go up and up and up, as in per year, how much it's going to take to keep him. How mm-hmm. concerned are you about the New York Jets allowing this to continue to play on and drag out with the numbers continuing to rail in, especially when we're talking about mm-hmm. there's rumors that there's other defensive tackles that are going to be signing extension soon, and that's going to push the, the money north. I'm thinking at this point, mm-hmm. 25 to 26 million per is probably going to be what it's going to take to get Quentin Williams. What are yeah. your thoughts about the Jets just he, allowing this drag he, out? Is this is this a major? He mistake? deserves it, Joe. Yeah, he, he he deserves it, Joe. He deserves it. Pay the guy. Is it a mistake? I don't know. I I maybe there's something else that has to be worked out. I don't know. Maybe there's a few things that have to be ironed out. But when you see these guys like Dexter Lawrence get signed and Quinnen is you know Quinnen's our mainstay. I I just I can't I don't quite understand it. But you know, maybe we had to get the Rogers thing done and maybe this week it'll happen. I have a feeling this is the week it's gonna happen now that everything settles down and okay. you know, Sauce Gardner meets Jessica Alba and all that other stuff has to happen first <laughs> and Rogers is the toast of New York and go to the Nick games and all that. Quinnen <laughs> just sign the guy already. Give him whatever, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. It doesn't matter. Really, because next year these guys are going to make thirty. 
So it yeah. really doesn't it really doesn't matter, Joe. Just just yeah. get it over with. Get it done this week and let's move on. Go ahead, Joe. I'm hoping it gets done as well, Ted. Maybe we'll see. You know, hopefully it gets done and we'll be able to bring him in. But I'll tell you what, I'm thinking maybe when Aaron Rodgers reworks his contract, there's a lot of talk about him giving the New York Jets even more cap relief. Because I'm telling yep. you, if it don't get done, man, the, the numbers to keep Quentin Williams is going to be – it's going to get crazy. It's going to get real crazy. Yep. But listen, yep. Ted, i got to slide off. I want to thank you, you for calling take in tonight. Care, you have yourself a good one. Get back to that single tomorrow party, man, and enjoy your I will, Joe. You have a good one, man. Take care. All right. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Ted, calling in. I want to thank everybody. I know everybody's out there celebrating, having a good time, calling in with your boy, going back and forth. Salute to, again to everybody, you know, enjoying their Cinco de Mayo. Call in, listen to your boy on the Jets, and then when, I'm, when we're done, you can go back to your Cinco de Mayo party. We're, we're excited. We're excited. We're talking Jets tonight. And there's quite a bit to discuss. We're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. All right. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Jack. Jack, we're coming directly to you, Steve, Phenom, other callers as well. We'll get to you in a second. This is Jack. Jack's calling in. Listen, for those of you that do not know, Jack, he's a savage. <laughs> Jack, salute. Yeah, I want to thank you for calling you, in. Brother? You know, for those of you that don't know, Jack's, Jack's also a Raider fan. He's a big Raider fan, but, you know, he loves calling in here talking about these Jets. Listen, Jack, give me your thoughts, man. You're on the outside looking in, right? You're seeing the New York Jets sign guys like Randall Cobb, uh, Al Woods. You've also seen us, you know, since we've made this trade for Aaron Rodgers. When you look at the Jets, man, what are your thoughts on what we're doing here? I like what you're doing. So the last time I came on your show, we were talking about, you know, Carr and, you know, how yeah. much you yeah, know, we Carr would improve your team. So now that you got the GOAT, I'm going to turn the table. So <laughs> what do you think now you got the GOAT versus Carr? I'll tell you what, right? Um, and you're right. The last time we did talk, it was during that. We were trying to figure out what was going on with Carr, and we were still trying to, you know, uh, feel out what was happening with Aaron Rodgers. I think Carr ended up. In, in the spot where he needs to go to, right? He's going to be taking care of business out there, handling business with the Saints, salutes and respect to him. I loved Aaron Rodgers. I didn't know how much it was going to take to get him at the time. There was a lot of things moving and shaking, right, around his value, and there was reports flying left and right. I like what the New York Jets gave up for him, and I'm excited for him to be a New York Jet. I think that he, well, you, he can come here. This guy, I'm telling you, this guy, this, this, simple, this addition, this great addition to this team pushes us forward, and it puts us in a, in a, in a situation to compete for a Super Bowl. That's the honest Absolutely. out of my – I'm telling you. And I'm not sitting here saying that the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't know. But I am saying that we are now in that mode, right? We have a championship defense. That was, that was already said and done last season when you looked at us. This defense was on the field the entire darn game, all game, still fourth all overall game. in the league. All game. Fourth overall in the league. We were that good. We were that dominant. If it hadn't been for the defense, the New York Jets wouldn't have had a chance last season in damn near any of those games. But now when you look at the situation, I think what's so exciting for me is to watch the offensive side of the ball, I think, turn around and make that change with him at quarterback. Because I think that there's a lot of guys here, right, offensively, that are, become, that are going to become even more deadly with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, one of those guys clearly being Garrett Wilson. 
offensive rookie of the year last season with up-and-down quarterback play. Now he gets a Hall of Famer that is precise, and he says this himself, is precise with the football, all right? This is a guy that he's calling for to come in, right? So now we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be able to light the sky up with, with, uh, with Garrett Wilson. We brought in Alan Lazard as well. I'm hyped about that signing. Nicole Hartman, who's going to be in the slot, moving around, moving and shaking. Denzel Mims, you know, I think is a guy that's going to come around as well. He's going to get it together. And uh, now we have Cobb in the building too, a veteran guy that's going to be able to come here and give us solid production. So I'm loving what we're doing. But all of that, right, offensively is wonderful. But I think another thing that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do for this football team is open up our running game because you can no longer play the New York Jets like you did in the past. You can't just stack the box and go, hey, Zach Wilson beat us with your arm. Oh, no, 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 no. Because if you stack the box against Aaron Rodgers, he'll audible and cook you for a 60-yard touchdown. So we're going to see the, op- the running lanes open for Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I know a lot of people want to throw him away <laughs> ever since we got Izzy in the draft. But I'm telling you, I think that Michael Carter Man, I drafted have, Carter you know, in my fantasy football league last year. It was like, man. You know, <laughs> the late okay, look, look, it was it wasn't the greatest year. It wasn't the greatest year. Okay, I am a Michael Carter fan. I also love Mackay Beckton. I've been bashed for loving both of those guys. But again, you know, we'll we'll see this upcoming season. But Michael Carter, I think, is a guy that's going to have some significant production from us, not just on the ground, but in the passing game as well. Um, I think he's going to be able to come out the backfield and really become a nightmare once again for a lot of teams. So, I like what we've done here, and I like the fact that we're going to be able to get back to our roots, which is, hey, we're going to be able to run the football and really ground and pound a lot of teams. And I'm excited about what we've, what we've done and what we've brought to the table. So I want to get your thoughts on that. All right, Jack. And I also want to get your I thoughts on I see your team on, uh, is sky's the limit right now. Honestly, you guys are sky's the limit. You guys have so much versatility. And with, you know, you know AR, it's like it's going to give your defense a chance to rest. And, yep. you know, they're number four last year. Like you said, they're on the field mm-hmm. all the time. They're not going to be on the field all the time, and they're going to be mm-hmm. even better. So yeah. it, it's 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 really promising on that aspect too. And it's like you know, yeah. I was listening to some of you know the takes about you know linebackers. You did answer my question about the you know the trade that you like to trade. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that, so thank you for answering it before I could even ask the question. And um, mm-hmm. in the way of linebackers, you look at the linebackers. There was only one linebacker taken in round one. And the, the next linebacker in Sanders, which a lot of people like Sanders, he was taken by the Broncos, what, pick 67? But he had a, a miss percentage of 19, what, 19.2%. The linebacking mm-hmm. core was really bad this year. Nobody took mm-hmm. linebackers. So I think every team feels like, oh, we want linebackers, but it was not a good draft for linebackers this year. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this, what, what this draft do? was this draft. Yeah, this this draft was very interesting. I mean, look at the running backs taken in the first, especially pretty high in the first. Right, that usually never yeah. happens, uh, and it happened in this draft. Right, we saw we, we there was a lot of things. There was guys that went way before they were you know supposedly supposed to be taken. I remember uh, Darnell Wright being one of them, taking it ten. People didn't think he was going to be off the board until like the late twenties. You know, bottom of the first, he ends up getting taken at 10 by Chicago. This draft was crazy. It was a lot of moving and shaking around, I'm telling you. Now, my final question before I let you go, Jack, because you've been bringing some heat, man. 
Speaking about the draft, when you look at the New York Jets draft, right, we got Will McDonald in the first. A lot of people were upset about that, addressing edge, uh, adding more edge pressure and addressing edge in the draft as well as what the Jets did. Also, we got Joe Tipman in the second round center, big guy, athletic, can really move, gets his hands on you. He's taken, he'll, he'll absolutely take you out to play. When you look at the Jets draft, man, those two guys, we've got some other guys as well as we continue to move on, Izzy later on in the draft, uh, Warren Carter too. When you look at the Jets draft, man, what player do you look at and go, man, that was a pretty darn good draft pick by the Jets. I'm excited for him. Well, you know what? Oh, I got to say McDonald's. Only the reason why I say that, but he's got to do something to change his body in order to make it happen. He's got the tools. He's got the tools, but he needs to get bigger. He's just mm-hmm. he's just too small a frame right now to mm-hmm. to be you know on a defensive end position. But mm-hmm. if he can bulk up, you know, give him time. He can bulk up. I mean, his talent is there, but he just doesn't have the body right now to do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I took him. About I, that, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've done. I've done like you know probably a couple hundred you know mock drafts. And I've taken him too, and it's like, but it's like he needs just to get bigger and get stronger. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. he has moves. Yeah. No, yeah. Listen, I, I like the kid a lot. He's got great bend, like you said as well. He's really lanky, too long guy, but he's gonna bulk up. You know, it's the NFL. There's a lot of guys in college that are are slighter frame that are playing lighter than they should. But I'm telling you. I think that that Will McDonald is going to be something else, okay, when everything starts to put it together here. I think he's a guy that's going to be able to come in and make a big impact, especially, and again, this is going to be the impact of Aaron Rodgers, is that I think the New York Jets are going to be playing with a lot of leads in this upcoming season. And once those leads come to fruition, what you're going to see is you're going to see teams have to completely change the way that they play. There's not going to be running the ball anymore because that's just going to drain the clock. I think the Jets are going to be up in by two touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns in most of these games, and it's going to have to change to where teams are going to have to fast track and start throwing the ball against us. And that's when we just unleash the pass rushers. We just let you have it just in waves. And Will McDonald is going to be one of those guys that are going to be coming in within that rotation and just destroying people. I'm really excited about that kid and what he's going to bring to the table. So, Jack, listen. This and I, have, I, I do have one last question you, for you. Go ahead. With the uh, you know, not giving the fifth-year option on Beckman, because again, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I apologize, LBJ, no, but no. I was too busy following my team's draft to follow your team's draft. Did you guys, you know, <laughs> do anything at right tackle to back up, you know, uh, not we, giving the fifth-year option? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did bring in. Uh, we did bring in a tackle uh, from Pitt, uh, Carter Warren. Again, um, he was brought into the building, but I don't. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him going forward. Again, he's a guy that has quite a bit of things he needs to work on, again, with any rookie why drafted later. But when I look at the situation with Makai Becton, not giving him that fifth-year option, it puts the Jets in a situation. Because Becton, right, fully healthy at this point, you look at him, uh, you know, you look at his, the, everything he's been doing to work at this offseason to get back, he's looking phenomenal. He looks like he is in phenomenal shape. I'm talking phenomenal shape. Um, and if he comes back this year and balls out, it's going to put the Jets in a very precarious situation. Because if he plays extremely well, or just plays solid, let's just say he plays solid, right, which I think he'll play extremely well. But let's say he plays solid and he shows everybody that he can stay healthy. A very solid right tackle 
which is what I think he'll yep. be playing this season, just simply because of Dwayne Brown. And the free agent market is insane. Solid right tackle, a guy that can show you that, yeah, I can play and I'm a good right tackle, bro, he's going to get paid. Going to get paid. Now, if he comes out and plays like the Beckton that I believe he will play like, which is the guy that was a rookie year, an, a, a guy that looks like he's going to be an all-pro, a guy that looks like he's one of the top offensive linemen in all of the league, a top tackle in all of the league, the Jets are going to be, have a – man, they're, they're going to have their hands full with trying to get this guy resigned. Now, they can franchise him. They can do that. Okay, but I think it'll cost well, them north of $18 say, million. Dollars. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I'm Joe, telling you, you know, you got to do – yeah. You got to do like you know what go the Raiders ahead. did with the uh, you know Josh Jacobs. They they mm-hmm. didn't take him the fifth year option, and now they had a franchise tag him, and now he's holding out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can do that. So yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do, Jack. But I tell you, if he balls out, the Jets are going to be in trouble. I'm telling you, it's going to be in trouble because you're going to have to pay that man. We all know what it's like. You know, offensive linemen, especially good offensive linemen in this league, boy, they get the bag. That's a fact. So, listen, Jack, we've gone back and forth. It's been a phenomenal call with you. I got other callers. I have to slide off. Right, Next brother. time I have a show, I'll hear you from you. All right, Quinn, it's been Quinn phenomenal. He's a beast, dude. He's a beast. So, yeah. good night, brother. Yeah. yeah. All right, you have yourself a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 602 9639. 515 602 9639 is the number. Call in. Next. We're going to go to Steve, man. Phenom, Tommy, other callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to everybody. Salute, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know Steve, he's a savage. Steve, I want to thank you for calling in, man. We have got a lot to discuss. The Jets signed Al Woods. They're also expected to sign Randall Cobb. Giving you your thoughts on these two signings, man, are you excited for it? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on. I mean, it's been for a while uh, since we last spoke. Um, you know, I've been I've been busy at times, you know, like, you know, past, you know, with the draft and stuff. I mean, been doing a couple of other things. But now I can finally, finally get a chance to talk to you about the state of the team and where they're at right now. You know, yes, sir. going back to what you were saying before, because obviously I, I want to talk to you about the draft, but I want to talk about, like, what you've been talking about right now. You know, Al Woods was a solid signing by Joe Douglas, okay? Because the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, we needed help on that defensive tackle area. And let me tell you something right now. <clears throat> we we desperately got we got that help in Al Woods. Now, listen, Al Woods is a veteran player, and he's definitely a good fit for the, the type of the defense that Salah does have in him. So I think, you know, like him coming into this is, is a good move. Now, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is a player you know that knows Aaron Rodgers, that knows um, the system that we're, at, we're, we're, we're in now with Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and... Randall Cobb have been, like, best friends. Like, they're like Mm -hmm. the duo of Mario and Luigi. They're the duo (laughs) of, 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 you know, like, they're they're like crayons in a box, peas in a pod. Like, that's what Randall Mm -hmm. Cobb and Adam and Aaron Rodgers are. So, good, solid Mm -hmm. signings by Joe Douglas. Yeah, I thought those were very solid signings, especially, yeah, especially uh, Randall Cobb being brought into Mm -hmm. the building. 
I thought that that was a very solid signing as well. You know, Woods, I thought that Woods was a good move as well because the Jets needed some, you know, more work along that defensive line. We needed more guys. Again, we lost uh, Sheldon Rankins. We lost Shepard. We needed more fat boys up front to try to dominate these trenches. So I thought it was solid moves. Now, even going back to Cobb, right, the media already started to spin this and talk about how basically this shows that Aaron Rodgers has taken over, you know, the Jets front office moves, and all they're doing is signing guys that are just old buddies and bringing them in. What are your thoughts about these negative narratives every time the New York Jets address, you know, positions of, you know, that could, that could use a little shaping up uh, with guys that are familiar with the offense already and familiar with Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers? What are your thoughts about the negative you know, negative thoughts from the media about what we're doing over here with the Jets. Well, well, the thing is, Joe, about about this is is that it's it's crazy because the thing is is that is that the media just wants the Jets to continue to be bad. Like they mm. want the Jets to be like the same old circus. They want them like they want them to be bad. It, it, it's like and it's like the thing is. Even when the Jets do a great thing, they're gonna find a way mm-hmm. to, to do something negative. They, they, the media yeah. has to do something negative. So anyway, yeah. Joe, now that it's been for a while, I wanted to talk to you about this draft and how I felt Go about ahead. the draft. You know, yeah. So talk the thing is, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something, Joe. Now listen, last year in 2022, in my opinion, was the one of the greatest drafts that the Jets had. And I knew going into that into the dra- into draft night that it was going to be a lot tougher. So, at the fifteenth overall pick, we ended up taking Will McDonald from Iowa State. You know, here is my thing about about picking him at fifteenth. I th- now listen. I thought it was a decent pick by the Jets. I mean, obviously, listen. It's never a bad thing to pick a pass rusher. But I remember when we when we spoke about that offensive line. I mean, listen, I wanted them to get an offensive lineman, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. the top the top four wasn't available. At the, unfortunately, weren't available by the time when we got on the when we got on the clock. But I will tell you though, there were two picks in this draft that I was very very happy with of what Joe Douglas did. The guy in the fifth round we took, the running back from from Pittsburgh. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Israel is something. I, Israel. Can, Aba- I can't Aba- even Aba- say Kanda. his last name. Abanikanda. Yeah, but, but he's a he – yep, yeah, that was him. And he's a Brooklyn native, so obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that was – I love that pick. But the best pick I thought of what we did in the draft, Joe, if you want my honest opinion, the center we took from – from Wisconsin. Yeah, Tipman. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, Joe, how many mm-hmm. times have we spoken before for the last few years that the Jets need a center for the future, that we need a future yeah. center? Finally we did it in the second round last Friday night. I thought, in my yeah. opinion, Joe, that was the best pick of all of our picks. Mm. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, I, I thought that that was a phenomenal move as well. Um, I, I could def- absolutely, you know, see you saying that Joe Tittman is, is the best pick. I think it, it fills a hole, right, a necessary need. We all know that Connor McGovern's not going to be here probably past this year. He's on a one-year deal anyway, bringing him back. Tittman 
young, strong guy. Can and man, he's athletic. He can move. Big dude. I'm telling you, once he gets his hands on you, it's a finish done. It's a done deal. All right, your night's over. Okay, <laughs> it's over for you. You're not gonna get <laughs> hey, back Joe. to the play. You might as well just go ahead and lay down. Go ahead, Steve. So, Joe, before you ask me any questions, I gotta now ask you this question. You know, we're we're coming up to now to the next biggest part of the season. Well, well, before the, the way before the season begins, but apparently next Thursday night at eight o'clock on May 11th, the NFL mm-hmm. schedule gets released. Joe. Give yeah. me your thoughts and give me your prediction. Who do you think the New York Jets will open the 2023 season against? Do you think we open on the road or do you think we open at home? Uh, I think we'll probably open. I think we'll probably open at home. That'll probably be what open. That's what I'm guessing. I'm thinking we're going to open it home, okay. especially and with Aaron Rodgers. And tell me which, especially with Aaron Rodgers tell, on the team now. I, I just got a feeling we're going to open it home. Okay. And tell me which opponent do you think we're going to face? I don't know, man. I'm, maybe the Patriots. I'm thinking the Patriots, Patriots at home. Patriots, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking Patriots at home. Well, here's that's the thing, Joe, thinking. what that's, a lot, of, what a lot of people of have been saying. Hey, Joe. You know what a lot of people have been saying? They they have what? been saying that we would be opening the season at home on Monday. Well, we would be opening the season in MetLife Stadium, but we wouldn't be mm-hmm. the home team. We would be the road team. We would be opening on September 11th, the Monday night game against the Giants. Against the Giants. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's something they can do as well. That's something they could do as well. It, it wouldn't shock me if that happened as well. Uh, but, man, the way our schedule is shaking out, there's a lot of tough teams, a lot of tough teams that we're going to be playing this year, and it's going to be exciting to see. Now, listen, Steve, I want to get you get your thoughts on this. We talked about the draft. We talked about a lot of things moving and shaking. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets declining Makai Becton's fifth-year option. How are you feeling about that? That's my final question. Go ahead and give me your takes on that, man. You know, listen, as much as I love Makai, I think the message that – Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are giving to Makai Becton is, is that this year you need to prove it to yourself that you can still play for this team. Because I think Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are sending a message to Makai Becton. Listen, Makai Becton may be in phenomenal shape. And, Joe, I've seen you post many times on Twitter and Facebook about how Becton is in great shape, and he is. Yes, sir. But this is a big year coming up for him. And the big thing that he, mm-hmm. that's got to happen is is that he has to be healthy. Because if he doesn't continue to be healthy, Joe, he's not going to be on this team in the future. So this is a oh, big a year for Makai. Yeah. This is a yeah, big a year fact. for Makai. And if he can prove and if he can prove to Robert Sala and Joe Douglas that he can stay healthy and have a great season this year, then we can give him a long-term deal in the future. Yeah, but I'm telling you, that long-term deal is going to be extremely interesting uh, how easy that's going to be or how not easy it's going to be, how difficult it could be to get Makai back and re-sign. Because if Makai comes back and he turns into the all-pro tackle that I believe that he is, okay, Makai, if you're listening, all right, I'm one of your biggest fans. I get bashed for it all the time. If he turns back into that all-pro right tackle that I believe that he could be, that he looks like, the first year, right, the rookie year, good luck. 
because you're going to be paying out of your nose, okay? Now, you can franchise them for what looks at this point like it's going to be north of $18 million. I think the franchise tag for offensive linemen this past season was like 18.5 or something like that versus paying him $13.5 million, uh, you know, with that fifth-year option. But if he balls out, good luck because Makai Becton going to get paid. Mm. If he turns back into the Makai Becton that I know, the guy that I've been, you know, lobbying for, I'm just saying good luck. Listen, Steve, I got to slide off. I got other callers. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, Steve. You know, I love going back and forth with you about this football team, all right? All right, Joe. You have a good night, man. All right, you have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Steve calling in with some takes. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. You know, happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone out there. All right. Enjoy yourselves and be safe. A lot of crazy people. All right. Don't get honked at on the street. Next, we're going to go to my guy, Phenom. Tommy, other callers, we'll come to you in a second. We're going to Phenom because I know Phenom's got some takes. For those of you that do not know, Phenom is a savage. Damn. How man. are you, LBJ? You're a savage, man. Salute, How are you, man? It's always good to hear from you, man. Listen, we've been going Terrific. back and forth. I haven't talked to you in a little bit, man. Give me no, your yeah. thoughts about this Jets draft, man. Give me your thoughts about wow. this draft. Will McDonald surprise a lot of people? Did, did that Absolutely. pick surprise you as well? Uh, yeah, of course, because, you know, uh, through the mock drafts, we kept on seeing offensive tackle. Jets had to make a, mm-hmm. a, a pivot once those tackles were taken off the board. Um, some guys said uh, Kalaja Canty, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, might be the pick. I heard that yep. a lot. You know, would have been a, uh, might have been a good fit. But can we ever have too much pass rush? The answer is no. So uh, the Iowa State connection, that might have had something to do with it. But this guy is just a good football player. Um, he played a little bit out of position at Iowa State, um, but he he uh, he he's small of size, but he has a good skill set. He can rush the passer. Yeah. The Jets, if, mm-hmm. if the Jets can hold down the run, the pass rush could be the key to you know. If we can stop the run, we're going to be a, a major force on defense. And with the rotation, he's going to be a rotational player. So if he can get five yeah. sacks this year, that'd be great. If uh, Von yeah. Miller in his rookie year, I think he had 11 and a half sacks. So if he can anywhere towards double digits, he becomes, you know, defensive rookie of the year. And, you you know, that that turns into a really elite defense. So I think I think the Jets made a good move in the draft. Uh, um, Joe Kittman, uh, you know, you guys have said it all. We needed a center. They, they they had to yeah. focus on the offensive line. They had many moves they could have made. Um, they eventually went and got a tackle later with this guy, um, Carter Warren from Pittsburgh. They had no third-round draft choice. So um, this was a complimentary draft compared to the foundational draft we had a year before. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm feeling really good about the Jets, you know. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. What a what a last week was magical, man. You know, we signed yeah. Aaron Rodgers. The draft was pretty good. We signed um, some components from Green Bay that helped 
He has chemistry. Aaron Rodgers has chemistry with Cobb, Lazard, the offensive coordinator. I think they picked up picked up a tackle from Green Bay as well. That's a lot of chemistry. Like yeah, you already Billy mentioned, Turner. right? Absolutely, Billy Turner. So they're creating uh, chemistry um, with Aaron Rodgers that will help propel this team, hopefully, to being AFC East contender, playoff contender. Mm-hmm. And more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. this 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 is as good and this is as good as it's been. Um, Makai Becton, we we just hope. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to Makai Becton, hold on a second, Phenom. Okay. You spend some takes, and I wanna I wanna break this down just a little bit. Going back to what okay. you're talking about with the chemistry building, right? Of course, we know Absolutely. Cobb. Boyle uh, brought in as well for backup quarterback, like you said, Billy Turner, you know, Lazard right. being signed in free agency as well. Like you said, building chemistry, all these beautiful things. What would you say to those people? Because there are a lot of people out there, and they're not just media. There's also Jets fans too. I've talked to some Jets fans that think this way, that feel like basically what's happening at this point is that Aaron Rodgers has hijacked the New York Jets roster building, Right. And he's he's bringing these guys in, Cobb, and you know, included in, in this since we, you know, recently been expected to sign him, and that this is going to be a detriment in detriment to the young guys that we have here. Bringing in Cobb, bringing in Lazard are going to hurt the growth and progression of these young guys that we have, and we're basically killing the future of our team to try to you know placate whatever Aaron Rodgers needs to come here. What are your thoughts with people that think like that and say that about the Jets? I think that at the end of the day. The best players play. That that that's the okay. only way it, it could ha- it can happen because the Jets have a a, a a window that's not very large, two years maybe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they have to play the best players. Now now uh, like the receiver the receiver room is going to be bananas. Garrett Wilson is maybe the number one. Corey Corey Davis. Could be one A or, or, or could, could be two A or two B. Lazard could mm-hmm. be two A or two B. Um, um, okay. McCall Hartman could be. So it's like, and then somebody could emerge. So like, like this mm-hmm. is the best. This is the best um, soap opera that we'll get. We'll get actual. <laughs> we'll get actual feedback as the season rolls on. Tune in this yeah. week to see who starts from the New York Jets. Who's who's running the football most effectively? I mean, it it, it like like last year it was, um, uh, uh, who will start at you know right tackle, left tackle. You you pick a yeah. position on the offensive line. Hopefully that's been. Has, all the holes have been patched up, and we have a, a solid offensive line, and we can stay healthy. If we stay healthy and protect mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, watch out! Watch out, oh, NFL! Yeah. Watch out, NFL! Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> we're we're rolling, baby. We're rolling into this season if we can stay healthy. And, yeah, and, and we you know, know this. Yeah, go, go, ahead, go ahead, finish it. Finish your thought. Uh, yeah, we, we understand. Time. We understand that this is still not a finished product. We understand that mm-hmm. that it, uh, there'll be final cuts and there'll be somebody who may emerge. Joe Douglas might snag a gem off that place, and, and we mm-hmm. might get a player that we didn't think we would have, and now we have, a, and that 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 
happens or just some organic growth in this offense. What does Denzel Mims do? That's a big question. Does he, does, does he emerge? Does, does Randall Cobb give him um, some nuggets so he can turn his, his athletic prowess into being a more mentally stable player on the field? We're, I, I, I can't wait. What does, what does, what does Brees Hall do? What does Izzy, uh, a man of Canada from Brooklyn, what, Brooklyn's in the house. Brooklyn's in the yeah. house. Yeah, uh, Patterson's in the house. I mean, we got local yes. players coming back home. What does Zach yep. Cruz do? Can you imagine mm. a six-eight tight end with Aaron Rodgers? Mm. I mean, mm. it's it, it, this 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 is gonna be this could be the 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 this could be it, Joe. We could be we could yeah. we could really this could be a a season we won't forget. This could be like the ninety eight yeah. season. This could be the ninety nine mm. season before Vinny got hurt. This could be yeah. um uh, uh, uh um the the comeback in Pittsburgh when the Jets gave up all that yardage in to Mendenhall and we didn't have enough to come back and then Sanchez tried to bring us back. It could be mm-hmm. that season. You know, we could be on the other end of, of, of the 98 year where we were uh, a blocked field goal and we were a blocked punt from being in the – no, we were we, – we were, if we can stop Terrell Davis, we'd probably win the Super Bowl. I mean, we're probably in the yeah. Super Bowl. So this, there's so yeah. much – promise for this season and yep. if we stay healthy it could all come you know so yeah. it's going to be and you know what's you, crazy if you're not excited about being just that I, I i don't know I, I i don't know there should be there should there should be some question marks but you you have a lot to hang your hat on as a just said i mean i've been wearing green you're for talk- weeks brother <laughs> <laughs> you're talking facts you know, <laughs> Listen, Phenom, you're talking facts. And that's why I say to everyone that is talking about guys being brought in, I say shut up, right? Because, listen, this happens all over the league. Why is it a problem that now we're doing it? Everyone's talking about young guys possibly being destroyed by Randall Cobb. He's like a fourth, fifth string wide receiver at this point in his career. But what he's going to bring in is the knowledge about the offense. He's going to bring in where you need to be. He's going to help these young guys become more professional than they already are. What is the problem Absol- here? Absolutely. What is the and problem? Then, and, you know what ruins, and, and you're, you're, you're you know what right ruins young that. talent? You know what you're ruins young talent? Right. Squandering sorry, time. Right? You know what ruins young talent? Squandering their abilities. Not having right. guys that can get them the football, like Zach Wilson. Right? He's <laughs> oh, and again, Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year with up-and-down quarterback play. You don't want to see that continue to be squandered. When you bring in guys like Lazard, a very good wide receiver, one of the top wide receivers in free agency this past season, you're bringing in guys right. like Randall Cobb that can help. Other guys as well, Boyle, who's going to help. Quality backups in this league matter, especially backups that know your offense, okay? They That's matter right. in this league. Trust me, we've seen that before. So all these no guys doubt. that are bringing – Billy Turner being brought in, he's a guy that's a quality veteran depth along the offensive line we've seen. Okay, what offensive line depth means, we, we, we lived that last year. We had guys no go down, and our offensive line was able to hold the fort. They weren't great, but we had guys that can hold the fort. But if we had trash depth, oh, boy, we would have been in a lot of trouble, right? We would have been in worse trouble than we were last year. So, so, so everybody that says that to me, talking about ruining guys, stop. Okay, stop. Yeah. 
because nobody said anything when Peyton Manning did it. When he went to the Broncos, he brought guys with him. Nobody said when Tom Brady did it. When he brought guys from the, you know, from, from the Patriots that had played with him, he brought, he brought Gronk to, to the Bucks. Nobody says it unless the Jets do it, okay? When the Jets do it, it's a problem. Everybody else do it. It's not, you know, it's, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. I think you're absolutely right. And I believe there's, there's people are scared of the Jets. We we're gonna we're we're no we're we have a, a target on our back now. Now it's now yeah. expectations are high. We have to we have mm-hmm. to meet expectations now. Um, mm-hmm. And now um, this this is this is my thought. This is my my final question for you, Phenom, because you're bringing the heat right now, man. Sure. Listen, you talked about expectations and everything hmm. that's going on here. Are sure. you concerned about the pressure being too great? being too great and possibly, you know, our, our team crumbling under the pressure that comes with the expectations of Aaron Rodgers being here and everybody wanting to see this team ascend and take it to the next step. Are you concerned about that pressure crushing this team? Give me your thoughts. No, 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 no. After last year, what last year showed me is that this, this front office, this football team, it's still a young team. Yeah. Um, we we don't really we like uh, the defense especially. What a thing of beauty it was last year. I mean, there was mm-hmm. like you said, there were games that we shut down. I mean, the New England game, we didn't give up a touchdown, an offensive score. Yeah, we were right. Yeah. So um, imagine, imagine we do we score three touchdowns. I mean, Aaron Rodgers puts up three touchdowns every game. We put up twenty one every game. The defense is good enough to to hold people to, to hold people down. And now you have to you have to throw, try to throw your way back into the football game against us with our with our rotational rush with all the boys coming at you. Boy, oh it's gonna boy. be very difficult. Yeah. It's gonna be very difficult. If we start to run <laughs> and we protect Aaron Rodgers, my friend, we're gonna we'll, yeah. we'll be we'll be we'll be drinking champagne in February <laughs> and smoking cigars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's been. It's been phenomenal speaking with you. I got other callers. I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Next time I'm no sure doubt, I want to Joe. You, my pleasure. My pleasure, Joe. My pleasure. All right. My you pleasure. have yourself a good night, my friend. Take care. Phenom had a fire call, man. A fire call, okay? We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Salute to John Bradley in the chat. John Bradley says, my favorite free agent signing is Chuck Clark. What's your thoughts on that, Joe, and everyone? Listen, I like Chuck Clark. I like what he brings to the table. He's a safety. Can move around as well. I know that there's been a lot of talk about our free safety, strong safety, you know, that position being a position of weakness. I don't necessarily think that it's as bad as what a lot of people believe. But Chuck Clark brings a lot of versatility. He's a guy that we've kind of seen play both safety roles, uh, you know, in his career. Um, I'm excited about him and what he brings to the table, especially when he comes down to the box. I think he's just going to absolutely rock and destroy people. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do again, because we all know that Sulla and all these guys, they like to move and melt those safeties and and disguise them in coverages and all kinds of things. So it's going to be interesting, but I like uh, Chuck Clark being brought into this building. I like what we, uh, what we've done, uh, you know, defensively so far. It's been a lot of good things going on here with the Jets. So, Again, savages in the chat, I come to y'all. You know what I'm saying? So ask your questions. I will address them. You know, we, we got to call us, so we got to keep on going with them. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next!
I'm going to go to my guy, Tommy. Brick City will be coming to you in a second. Hold on. Other callers as well will get to you in a second. Tommy, we're coming directly to Tommy. For those of you that do not know, that man, Tommy, he's a savage. Yo, Tommy, what's up, Joe? to you, Tommy. What's going on, Tommy? Listen, we talking that talk, man. All right, a lot of things moving and shaking. The Jets have, are expected to sign Randall Cobb. They've also signed Al Woods. What are your thoughts about both of those signings, man? Well, I'm going to give you my my thoughts about Randall Cobb, and it's not too good. You know why? Because Randall Cobb was always in the back burner, and he was always taking up a seat in the wide receiver room. And that's the reason we didn't take in the, with our first pick. We did, we could have took Jackson Smith and Jigma. And he was sitting right there. The best wide receiver in the whole draft was sitting right there for it. And mm-hmm. we didn't take him because we had to wait to they, they They knew they were going to sign Randall Cobb. And that's why they shuffled. Mm-hmm. They, they shuffled around. And, I mean, we 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 needed some sacks. You know, we needed some pass rush. We needed some out, some edge rushes because, I mean, we had a great defense last year. In my opinion, we did not have enough sacks. So, you know, okay, mm-hmm. you know. However, you well, know, a lot here, of people – go ahead. Here's my thing, Tommy, and I, and I hear what you're saying about the signing of Cobb. And, look, I respect everybody's viewpoint. But I don't think that – look, everybody wanted JSN in the draft. I know that. Jets fans wanted him, you know, outside of us drafting offensive linemen. But I don't necessarily get the idea that the Jets were as high on him as the fan, as the fan base was, right? Because, again, he was sitting right there, like you said, and they didn't grab him. When you look at this Jets wide receiver core, though – we have some good wide receivers here. Uh, we've talked about, you know, uh, again, we've got Alan Lazard. We've got Nicole Hardman. Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year, right? Denzel Mims, who we're still waiting to see what, what we're going to get out of him. But there's a lot of excitement coming out, you know, out of the fan base about him as well, what he can bring to the table. I always talk about how athletically gifted that he is, right? So we have these guys, including Corey Davis, who we just heard today from our head coach, is still going to be on this roster, that's like six guys right there. So where would exactly would he play? <laughs> and, you know, and then you bring in Randall Cobb as well, a guy, again, he's not a guy that, that is going to come in and step in and be our number one or two or nothing like that. No, but he's going to be a solid veteran presence that's going to be moved around within the offense. So I look at it like, hey, well, us grabbing Will uh, McDonald, that's a big-time ad because, again, with Aaron Rodgers here, it's going to change the way the teams are going to play us. I think we're going to have the lead in a lot of these games, and we're going to have teams trying to throw the ball on us, teams trying to, you know, sit back there with their quarterback and try to pick us apart. Well, good luck, because now we can bring in more waves of pass rushers. Huff already here, Jermaine Johnson here, Carl Lawson, Quentin Williams, whenever he gets brought, you know, whenever his extension is done, you know, he's going to be on the field as well. Quentin led us in sacks last year. I think Carl, Carl Lawson was second. So we're, we're looking to see, you know, like you said as well, the addition of more edge pressure, especially when we're talking about playing these upper echelon teams. Listen, you want to go to KC and get a W because as of right now, the, the road to the Super Bowl runs to them. You're going to have to find some way to take care of Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to because if you don't, good luck to you. We've seen it. We saw the Bills gear up to take care of Patrick Mahomes. That defense was already phenomenal. They had guys to get after the passer. They said, you know what, we're going to get Von Miller. We're going to make sure we take care of this boy Mahomes. Now, we're just talking about Mahomes, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got Deshaun Watson in the AFC. You got Lamar Jackson. You got Herbert. You got Joe Burrow. You got all these guys in the AFC, all these top upper echelon quarterbacks. If you cannot chase these guys down and uh, and 
put them away, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So I thought the addition of edge pressure was good. Go ahead and give me your, your thoughts on the, on the draft. Yeah. Continuing well, on, uh, Tommy. Well, well, Joe, I haven't done a lot of pre-draft analysis of the players. And this year, mm-hmm. due to the uncertainty, you know, of us get acquiring Aaron Rodgers and what we were going to have to surrender, I thought we had to surrender mm-hmm. more than we did, although we still we, we still gave up a lot. We still gave up a lot. You know, next year, I never want to ever trade a first-round pick. But, um, did we? you know, regardless of I mean, that, we only gave up the second uh, round. I mean, realistically, the significant capital year. that we gave up, we, we only gave up a second-round pick this year and a first-round pick next year. That's nothing. Yeah. When you look at yeah, the impact yeah. that Aaron Rodgers can have, right, when you look at us, we, 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 we had six games down the stretch where, where, where if we had won one of them, we'd be in the playoffs. Just one. We couldn't do it. The last, I think, three games out of the six, we didn't even score a touchdown, right? If you look at Aaron Rodgers, yeah. if he comes here and just gives us, a, a let's say, a, a 36, 3,700-yard year, you know what I'm saying, something, or a 3,900-yard year, something like that, right? If you look at that, if that's what he brings to the table here with the New York Jets, if he just gives us that, right, if he can give us that, dude, we're good. You're going to see the New York uh, Jets absolutely. make a big-time splash in this upcoming playoff. I think last season he had, like, 3,600 yards or something like that, and that was on a down year. You put him on the Jets and give him 3,600 yards, the Jets are in the, in the playoffs, making a deep run in the playoffs. This, this championship defense is here, fourth overall, fourth rank overall. So, uh, look, yeah. I'll take that all day. A two and a one, I'll take that all day. Go ahead and continue to give me your thoughts, Tommy. You bring it here. Well, yeah, well, you know what? Jets brass was obviously very high on Will McCourse. You know what? There was mm-hmm. so many people complaining about about the take and the pick. They picked him at 15, mm-hmm. and, I mean, scouts were pro- actually projecting him to go at 25. And that was – I guess mm-hmm. that's why they took – you know, the Jets took all that time, you know, to pick him. They, they allotted, it, you know, their whole time – um, slot before they picked them at the end. I guess they were trying to, you know, move back a little bit and still get them, but it just didn't work out. And they, you know, they were determined to get him. I mean, he had he had um, nine point six six um, re, um, re, relative athletic score, a RAS score was nine point six six, and that's pretty pretty darn impressive. You know, you ask me. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy. We you seen videos of him jumping over cars and everything else, and 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 what what. If, what's the difference? If somebody took him at pick sixteen, we, if we didn't take him, say we didn't take him, someone took him at pick, uh, you know, pick sixteen, or a team took him mm-hmm. at pick pick forty two, we we still wasn't going to get him at forty three. He was going to be gone by forty three. So this, this is the time. Yeah, this is we allowed. You know, it doesn't matter when he was projected to go. I mean, if they wanted him, they had to take him, and they jumped on it. And you know, hey, you know what? I hope you know. I'm, I have a feeling you know it could really work out. It could be the the next New York. Um, you know, LT, Lawrence Taylor, you know? Um, who yeah, knows? I, listen. He, he, yeah, listen. He, I mean, I'm this guy was marvelous. Yeah, I thought that I thought it was a great move. I, like I said, I, I know he wasn't necessarily the guy that uh, Jets fans thought was coming here, right? He wasn't the name tied to us. But I thought that it was a solid move that the Jets addressed Ed Pressure and got him into the building. Now, before I let you go, Tommy, quickly, give me your thoughts about the Jets declining Mekhi Beckton's fifth-year option. Very quickly, give me your thoughts on it. How do you feel about it? Do you think that this was a good move by the Jets? It's a no-brainer. They had to decline him, man. This guy's been sitting on the couch for two years, you know, 24 mm. months. I know he's, he, you know he has potential to be great. I know you're big on mm-hmm. him, but I, 
I got a feeling he called in and cursed on your show, man. Because <laughs> they, they, got, they got rid of that, that option fast, man. Faster <laughs> than Joe, Joe got Makai Beckton off of his, uh, off of his platform. <laughs> off of my stream. <laughs> oh, man. Hilarious. Listen, Tommy. <laughs> I, w- I want to thank you for calling in, man. I got to slide off. I got other callers. Next time I'm a show, I want to hear from you, all right? <laughs> all right, Joe. Respect, Joe. Respect. All right. Have a good one. Oh, man. Tommy said, uh, I got my guy backed it up out of there, huh? Oh, my goodness. 515 is the number. Call in. Next caller we're going to, we're going to go to Brick City, man. We're coming directly to Brick City. I know he's got some takes. For those of you that do not know, Brick City, he's a savage, man. He's a savage. (laughs) Brick City salutes to you. We've been moving and shaking all night. A lot of good discussion tonight about the New York Jets, man. The Jets are expected to sign Randall Cobb and have signed Al Woods. Give me your thoughts about these two players and what do you feel like they bring to the New York Jets? Uh, Rand, let's start off with Randall Cobb, my brother. Uh, he's coming in. He's a veteran, even though he um, hasn't taken a little step back. But, you know, he's there to help the uh, Garrett Wilsons and uh, hopefully Denzel Mims. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. much the playbook, the certain cadences that uh, Aaron Rodgers likes to do, get him um, acclimated to the playbook alongside with uh, Alan Lazard and stuff like that. So uh, it's a positive mm-hmm. signing. Um, this could be our Antonio Brown-like signing, um, you know, uh, even though he's uh, a little long in the tooth. But as a backup in the slot to Hardman or whoever else is playing in the slot, he, he has sure hands. He always has sure hands throughout his career. So that could be, mm-hmm. you know, a key third third down, key fourth down in the Super Bowl. Wait, who knows? And Rogers the cop. So I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What was the second question you asked me, brother? Um, uh, Woods. You asked me about Woods. Al Woods, big, big, mm-hmm. big veteran. Um, this could be like our McClendon-type signing, a veteran who's been around the league for a very long time who can stuff the run. Um, still at his age, at a high at a high efficiency. We don't need him to be uh, getting after the quarterback, even though he can get to the quarterback, even though he's not a pass rusher, but he has gotten sacked. Um, so mm-hmm. him playing next to a uh, big Q, big baby, I mean, it'd be a force to reckon with in the middle. But I, I still yeah. feel like we still should sign another uh, – um, another defensive tackle just in case, you know, they have the rotation pieces. I don't think we still have Marshall anymore. I think we got somebody picked him up off the practice squad. I know it was Marshall mm-hmm. and there was another guy we had in um in the pipeline um from the last couple mm-hmm. of drives but we haven't used him yet. Are you talking think, well there's uh yeah, there, Marshall there's, there's I knew Marshall was one of them. And they're they're going, yeah, right? There's some guys that I know uh, Smart, I, I believe, was a guy uh, that, that we spoke about as well. But there, there's other guys as well that we have here. Michael Clemens is also another guy. I mean, he's not a defensive tackle, but he's definitely going to be in the rotation within the ends and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. there's some there's some guys there that we can uh, we can uh, you know continue with that with that rotation as well. And 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 adding on um, the rookie uh, McDonald on top of that is like a wave mm-hmm. of pass rushers there. 
And mm-hmm. um, I, I knew a caller uh, the other the other last time was mentioning the old Giants um, pass rush. Yeah, I don't. I really don't cons, cons, uh, consider that type. I more consider it towards more of how Indianapolis had a pass rush. You know, because um, they had it on all sides, DNs, tackles. You know, you didn't want to play the Colts. You know, let those guys eat because they'll eat all day. And there was two two double digit defensive ends, you know, you don't really get hear that much, you know, um, lately. But um, we'll having Woods, you know, it, it's good to stop the run. I feel like we need to add a little bit more depth um, to that position. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, like I said, I, I thought it was a great move uh, for the Jets to add that type of pass rush, uh, you know, with Will McDonald. But it, like you said as well, um, when you look at the situation of bringing in Woods, man, you need fat guys up front dominating the churches and especially with the guys that we lost. Uh, I thought it was a good move for the Jets to bring him into the building. Now we're talking about all these moves and just kind of going back to the Randall Cobb, you know, the expected signing coming. There's a lot of people that are bashing the Jets because of this. There's a lot of people saying, Hey, of course. you're bringing in too many guys that are, that are, you know, former Packers. You're going to kill the rookies. You're going to kill the young players in their growth. You're going to hurt them and all these other things. Like that. <laughs> but but it's okay about for the Brady Bears that are saying that. <laughs> it was okay you, for Brady to bring Gronk out, right? You know, I mean, the naysayers is going to be there because we are the New York Jets. We haven't won anything since Super Bowl three. We haven't been relevant, you know, since since the butt fumble and the two AFC championship games. We are always will be the laughing stock of New York. But that's what I need, bulletin board material. I want all the smoke. You feel me? I want all the smoke, Joe. I want all the smoke because yeah, there's no, always going to be naysayers. Then what? Then what now? Did, did they did they say Tampa Bay what they were ring with Tom Brady? No, Tom Brady's the goat, right? Mm. When when Matthew Stafford won, when the Rams traded all these picks and everything like that, oh, they're they're going to mess up their future. They want a Super Bowl. I don't hear nobody saying anything about them. Mm. But when it comes to the okay. Jets, when it comes to this passionate fan base, even though we're Bipolar at times, you know, mm-hmm. and Jeff fans, you know, some of y'all need to stop <laughs> that creepy, that creepy, creepy mom in the basement type mentality, Jeff fans, because it doesn't matter if we're black, white, straight, gay, we're we're Jeff fans and we're a family. So stop hitting up Zach Wilson's moms. Stop doing all the weirdo stuff. You know, easy, that, easy. make the media. Easy. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm family show. Easy. I'm just saying. Okay, easy, you, you're easy. giving you're giving these the media extra fuel for the fire because we keep embarrassing ourselves. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is what I yeah. need everybody to realize: as a franchise, right, we're better than the Chargers historically. The Vikings were okay. better than them historically. Jacksonville, Cleveland Browns—they haven't won anything since Joe Brown, but they're more relevant than mm. the Jets. Come on, man, cut the noise. Cincinnati, another well, you know. one. Tennessee Titans, another one. There were better than a lot of a lot of a lot of these franchises, Joe. But we, we don't. Yeah. We gotta well, not earn respect, but we gotta take our respect. Mm-hmm. And it starts this year, right well, now. Well, here's 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 the thing, and I hear what you're saying. And yes, we've seen uh, people in the fan base attack players, families before. I will give cream to that. I've seen it and and have spoken about that as well and how that should never happen, but it does happen, and we've seen it happen, right? But here's the deal. 
um, when you look at where those 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 places are, right? It's it's not New York. There's expectations that come with New York. We know the media here is ferocious. Uh, that's for a long time. That's why players did not want to come here. The media is ferocious. The fan base is ferocious. The expectations are through the roof when you come here. Either you win or you're a bum. Like that's literally what it is. There's no in between. Well, exactly. You win or you're <laughs> trash. Like that. That. Or you are. Or you're the no, Yankees. You yeah, yeah. Either you win or you're you're nothing here. It's very much like that here. So you know, expectations are coming again with Aaron Rodgers here. The upgrades, all the young players, the talent that we have here. I think the New York Jets have set themselves up uh, to have quite a season this upcoming season. Now, listen, Brick, this is going to be my fr- my final question for you. If you bring in a heat, we're getting a little sure. bit short on time. But I yeah, want yeah, you to yeah. give me your thoughts about this situation with Quentin Williams, right? We saw Dexter Jackson, or Dexter Lawrence, excuse me, sign a deal today. I think $60 million in guarantees, $90 million contract, four years. This situation with Quentin Williams continues to play out. How concerned are you about when, where the New York Jets are going to be able to land him? Because the number to get him per year continues to go up and up and up, man. What are your thoughts about them allowing this to drag out? And do you think the Jets are making a bad decision not making I mean, sure that this my- guy gets inked faster? No, I mean I trust I trust uh, Joe Douglas, and um, I think they want to make it to where you know uh, it'll be great for both parties. Because um, we don't want to run into another Muhammad Wilkinson type situation, but I don't believe Quentin Williams is Muhammad Wilkinson. Uh, he's yeah, way no, better than Muhammad Wilkinson, but he yeah. doesn't come off as a diva. He comes off as a good guy, hard worker, blue collar type of guy. Yeah. You know, so I, I believe my timeline could be mandatory mini camp next month, June first mm-hmm. week, or training camp right before the first preseason game. It's, it's going to get done. Um, I believe there should be some incentives in there to, to protect Joe Douglas' side of things, you know, injuries and things of that nature. Then uh, on the player side, you know, a certain amount of guarantees that Big Q. Um, to get, I mean, resigning his yeah. brother should be a definite plus. I don't see us getting a uh, hometown discount because he definitely deserves the Brinks truck. Um, yeah, that's a fact. I'm just saying, pay man to pay the man. You know, just pay the man. Yeah. Just, just let it work for yeah. both sides. Don't let this become a locker room distraction. Even though you know he's yeah. a leader as well, we got a bunch of leaders. So I don't think this is going to be like a Darrell Revis type situation. It's just about the timeline when it when it's going to get done. Um, what is when is um, going to work for both parties? And you know, mm-hmm. once he gets paid and everything, you know, uh, you know, Joe Douglas know how to do it. He's going to make sure yeah, the draft, yeah, draft kids get theirs first and, you know, work the numbers out. We don't know if it's going to be a front load or a back. Most likely he will back load it to where it could be like a six-year extension, but it's really like maybe out of those six years, maybe the first three is fully guaranteed and there's an out, out after the third third year because that's what Joe Douglas mm-hmm. do with these contracts. He'll, 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 he'll sound good, oh, a three-year deal, but that three year is really a, mm-hmm. a, a season and a half time. Do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we'll see what happens. I got to slide off Brick City. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, my friend? Uh, you know, my guy, be safe, man. Go Absolutely. Jets. Absolutely. Salute. You have a good one. Go Jets. That's what I'm talking about. Brick City bringing the heat. Hey!
Listen, folks, i got to close out the show here. This is a phenomenal show, all right, phenomenal show. We're talking to people, all right. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun going back and forth, but i got to get up out of here. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team, okay? I'm also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter at the Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. All right, follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, man. Me and Vera Tucker. Wait until he comes back this year. He's going to dominate these fools that be running their mouth about him that don't know nothing. All right, one of the best guards in the league. Okay. And I know a lot of people, Jets fans, talk about moving into tackle. I'm not interested in that. All right, keep this guy at guard. This is where he's dominant. If he can, if he wants, if he has to move out to tackle in a pinch, he'll do that. No problem. Let's leave him at guard. Even Sulla talked about it. Gonna be a guard. He's gonna be dominating people. All right. So go ahead and follow your boy at the Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Personal is Young J Zero Zero Zero. I'm also on YouTube as well. Come on over to YouTube, subscribe, hit that notification bell, give the video a thumbs up, give my stream a thumbs up as well if you haven't already. All right, and when you subscribe, hit that notification bell again so when I post content, you folks be in the know. If you don't troll me, go ahead and get in those comments, and we'll troll each other and go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for watching, listening, getting the chat salutes to all the savages in there, all right, and interacting with your boy any way that you do, okay? Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to do that, all right? So I'll see you folks on the next show. You folks have a good one. Peace. Hey!